0: With the retirement of Daniel Bryan officially last night, I wanted to do an episode to talk about one of his matches that I consider to be one of his best. And I've seen a lot of Daniel Bryan matches dating back to about 2002. Back when he was still Bryan Danielson. And he... Let's just put all the cards on the table. He should have been Shawn Michaels. He should have been Ric Flair. He should have been what identifies a decade of wrestling, and in a way he was. From 2000 to 2010, he more or less defined what excellence in wrestling was while not working for one of the big companies. He, with his run in ring of honor, absolutely huge, absolutely gigantic, uh, winning the King of Indies, and I, I want to say he won a Super 8 tournament even. He really helped define what great work in the 21st century was going to be. And he was far and away the most successful of his kind of wrestler. At least in the U.S. Maybe Eddie. Eddie Guerrero might have topped him a bit. But not by much. But the math I'm going to talk about is Kenta... Versus Brian Danielson from Noah in 2006. And that match alone shows one, how smart Ring of Honor was, two, how great both Kenta and Brian Danielson were, and three, what incredible wrestling is possible when you give guys the opportunity to perform at the top level. And this is part of the Ring of Honor NOAA cross-promotion that gave us uh, Morishima as the Ring of Honor champion that brought a whole lot of folks over to NOAA and really invigorate... The Bullet Club happened in New Japan because of the success of the ROH guys in all in NOAA. I'll always sort of confuse All Japan and New Japan because they sort of have similar roots and in fact they have the exact same roots. The match is great and it opens with this sort of fast exchanges that we come to expect from guys like Brian Danielson but these two guys are so physically I don't want to say exact but they're so precise in a way that Chun Michaels, for example, isn't. In a, the way that, certainly, Chris Benoit was. The way that Kurt Angle, at his best, is. These two guys had an amazing match. And the opening, with the fast exchanges and the, the holds and counter-holds and escapes and You don't see that much in American wrestling, even on the best of the indie levels. But you saw it here, and it was magnificent. It really did define what hard work is. And these two guys are so physically the same. They're about the same height. They're about the same weight. Kenta, uh, an amazing striker with a finishing hold uh, the go to sleep, that really changed wrestling overall. And Brian Danielson with his cattle mutilation and his various suplexes, just great. I read somewhere that someone was talking about how this match sort of exposed Kenta for not being as subtly great as Brian Danielson. Uh, Danielson sort of tweaks his knee at one point. And he sort of sells it in a very interesting way. Like he couldn't hold on to the German suplex uh, when he hit it. And yeah, I could see that, but. Kenta is so good at marshalling this match. And that's what's interesting, is Kenta determined the pace of the match. And if you watch him, he's working hard to keep up with Danielson. And part of that is him trying to ground the match. Trying to give it a basis. And it's great. Oh my god, it's great. There's a great moment which shows sort of the difference between Ring of Honor and Noah in general where Kenta is giving forearm shivers and Danielson is responding with European uppercuts. That's the story of Ring of Honor versus, versus Noah right there. And the selling is magnificent and the offense is incredible and we see the cattle mutilation and Kenta is desperately trying to get out of it and finally manages to make the rope both times and Danielson hits some just spectacular suplex in their escapes and all of this leads to something that I realized that the first time I saw it that this is not the future of wrestling anymore. What we saw in that match was professional wrestling in the 21st century. This is not the beginning of an evolution. This is evolution having reached full flower. This level of work was obviously about to explode. And in Japan, this was, even for Japan, this was a great match. It wasn't quite cutting edge. But it was up there. But now this is the expected. This is what we find around the world. This is what we find on indie level. This is what we find in the WWE now. It's matches like this that Brian Danielson had that showed that wrestling at the highest level, the most physical, most demanding sort of wrestling could make it as a major part of a major company. And it worked. And it still works. And while this match is certainly different than anything Danielson ever did in the WWE, it also showed what he was capable of. And we saw glimpses of this. And I am so sad we're never going to get to see Brian Danielson against Finn Balor. Or against El Generico, though I think they may have met in Ring of Honor at least once, against Kevin Owens. His retirement is a loss to wrestling. And I know we all wish him well, and I just want to say if somehow Brian Danielson ever listens to this. Not only thank you because you gave us so much great wrestling but i hope you know that you helped redefine what wrestling is in the 21st century